Hey, hey, you're listening to Rising Into Mindful Motherhood. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Wood. I'm a barefoot mama bear, pharmacist, integrative fertility health coach, and lover of all things nature and animals. I'm on a mission to have intentional conversations about the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to fertility, pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. My mindful guests and I will be talking about struggles, wins, natural wellness, and how we grow and transform as we enter motherhood. My background in healthcare has shown me how broken our medical system is. My own struggles to become pregnant has shown the lack of support for mamas-to-be, the lack of guidance for women to have a nourishing and vibrant pregnancy, the isolation, mom guilt, and all the things we hold after bringing baby Earthside. I want this platform to be a place where women can feel connected, safe and supported to share and hear their stories. A place to use our voice to discuss and advocate about what we need and deserve as mothers. So let's dive in, shall we? Hello and welcome to Rising Into Mindful Motherhood. I'm really, really excited for our conversation today. I'll be chatting with Peyton. She is a mother of two and a money mindset coach. She'll be sharing today about how she helps women in business with money limiting beliefs and how women can be more money savvy and then to lead by example for our children as well. So welcome, Peyton. I'm so excited to have you here. Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. I think that this is such a needed topic that isn't really talked about a lot, especially I think for me personally, like growing up, you know, learning about money in uh, a way that can benefit you and your future and your children. It just really wasn't talked about. And I think, you know, some families have some of that like money scarcity and just a lot lot of limiting beliefs that you're exposed to as children that stick with you when you're adults. And I'm, I'm really kind of learning a lot more about this myself. So why don't you tell us about how you became a money mindset coach? What yeah. uh, path? Yeah, led absolutely. You it definitely was not intentional. So it was kind of just like a journey that led me here. And that's kind of like where I'm camping out now is in the money mindset place with coaching. So um, this is actually my fourth business. So okay. I've tried a few different things. I ended up doing money mindset because I transitioned in from the financial services industry. So I was helping people with their budget, with their finances, like the physical Mm -hmm. systems and aspects that they needed, like insurance, a will, um, investments. My husband is still licensed to do investments. So I ended up transitioning into money mindset because being on, you know, financial, financial services being my third business. I realized all of these hurdles that I was having with my money mindset that I was also seeing in other women that were in the same space. Mm -hmm. So I was noticing that even the women I worked with having all the tools at their disposal to get their financial situation in order, they still were not taking the action. It was these deep beliefs and these fears. And like you said, scarcity, all of these things in their mind that was keeping them from moving forward. And so once I really started to dig into that and then also dig into my own past and my own story, I realized really the passion that I had for it 
And that's kind of how I ended up here. That's amazing. I love that. I'm sure that you really did see that in the clients that you were helping. Yeah, absolutely. What, What would you say were the biggest limiting beliefs that you saw? Or the most common, I guess. The most common when it comes to the management of money, when people are trying to get their financial situation in order, or maybe they're trying to invest for their future, the most common thing that I see is just the doubt that they can do it. Um, Mm -hmm. Just the doubt that they are, especially among women, that they are smart enough, that they're capable enough, that, you know, they have the power to do it. Because a lot of times as women, we're taught unconsciously to give our power away to men. You know, we're taught to give our power away financially to our husband, to let our parents handle it until we get married and then in our marriage. And that was something that I saw a lot growing up too. So that's a really, really common one that I see. Mm -hmm. Um, When it comes to women in business, the most frequent thing that I see is scarcity. Like definitely the scarcity mindset among entrepreneurs just is there enough money for me to be in this field is there enough clients for me to make is there really just is there enough to go around for me to be successful at what I do and at what I want to create a business out of so that's Mm -hmm. what I see really even when people have other money blocks even if they have other negative beliefs about money it's usually always coupled with scarcity Mm -hmm. so what are some easy tools that you have in your, your toolbox that you share with women to kind of help break free from those limiting beliefs that they have. Yeah, definitely. So when I work with my clients, I do one-on-one and then I also do um, coaching in a group setting and along with a course. But when I work with women on their mindset, I always start with basically digging into their past Um, Mm -hmm. because when we have all these negative paradigms and beliefs about money, we can try to slap a new belief on there. Um, we can try to be positive. A lot of times there's a lot of toxic positivity that comes along with mindset work. And so what I first always recommend my clients to do is to really start digging into how you grew up, Mm -hmm. how your parents functioned around money, how your family treated money, how they created money, how they felt about money. Because most likely you have inherited all of these beliefs that you have about money. They, they didn't just come from nowhere. You know, they came from a certain perspective or a certain experience that created these negative beliefs and created these paradigms. So I always tell women to start digging into their past and to shift their language. So shifting your language is arguably one of the most important things to do when you're trying to shift your money mindset, because what you're going to do is when you realize when you are speaking in scarcity or lack or negatively about money, when you start to consciously try to change those patterns, you're going to start bringing awareness to all of your feelings around it. You're going to start realizing all the things that you're saying that you weren't really paying attention to that you're saying Mm -hmm. you're just saying that out of habit or out of you know what you're used to or what feels comfortable to you so shifting your language is really important um you know trying to really shift into the present tense 
when it comes to money, because a lot of times we, we say these things like, well, one day, well, it'll get better one day or when I have more money. But in reality, all that does is kind of put the blame somewhere else and kind of put the responsibility somewhere else. So when we start to shift into the present tense and we start to take responsibility, then we notice all of these beliefs that are, that will be bubbling up about money. Yeah, I, I love that. And it's almost kind of like when we say we never have enough time. Mm-hmm. So, cause I also try to watch my language and like my automatic thoughts and, and how I say things, but it, it, the same exact thing goes for money is, oh, I don't have enough money for that, or we can't do that. Or yes, like, like you mentioned, when exactly. I have enough money, I will then do, I'll do this. that. <laughs> yeah. So, I love that. Yeah. Cause it, where our mind, where our thoughts go is where energy is going to go at the end of the day. So how have you noticed this work for yourself? How has that impacted your business or businesses since you have more than one? So much, (laughs) so much. I'm, I'm currently only doing one business now. You know, I've I've kind of migrated along this journey to where I figured out what I really want to do. And so much has changed since I've started working on my money mindset. Like just the confidence that I feel around selling has changed. The confidence Mm -hmm. that I feel pricing my offers or offering a transformation. All of those things have changed along with my money mindset. And not to mention, you know, the tangible result of making more money. Right. Because a lot of times we're blocking ourselves from making more money and we don't even realize it, you know, along Mm -hmm. with our language, along with our actions, because when we feel so negatively about money, it manifests in our business. You know, it shows up through our content. It shows up through self-sabotage and procrastination. It really touches every different area of our lives and business. And that's why I think it's so important to dig into that story and to dig into money beliefs, because like you said, when we're younger, we're really just taught, you know, money is money. It's necessary for survival. We need it to carry on with our lives, but we're not really taught that it's an emotional topic. It goes much, much deeper than just creating a budget or, you know, starting your investment account, it goes so much deeper than that. So it has shifted my business. It's shifted me as a person. It's shifted my relationship just based on, you know, how I grew up and the examples that I was given. It's had a huge effect on, you know, how I act as a business owner and a wife and a mother. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'm sure you could speak to this as well. It's not something where it's, one and done and you're set for life like this is work you are continually oh, yeah. doing oh yeah right? even sure. though you're an expert in this field you still have to kind of revisit those oh, yeah. those road bumps along the definitely, way definitely definitely I and there's new you know as you go deeper and deeper into the mindset work and as you hit new levels in your business new things are going to come up. You know, I was doing some work around just feeling trust about money last night and some new things even came up for me. So even working with people one-on-one and hearing their stories, new stuff comes up for me all the time. 
And like you said, it's it's continually evolving. And I'm sure you've heard the saying, new levels, new devils, right? So the more money you make doesn't mean that these money blocks are just going to go away. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have this impression that once they have more money, things will get better. Or once they make more money in their business, they will feel better about money. And it's really vice versa. You know, you have to start feeling better about money and the situation before you create this new income, because these money blocks that you have, they just evolve and they grow and they, they change with different income levels. And so, you know, it's your responsibility if you want to keep moving forward in your business to just keep digging really. Mm -hmm. And I think it's um, doing that mindset work too that allows you to be able to receive that money because like you said when you get to different income levels there's probably always like a new block so okay let's say you have 100k in a year well maybe now your next goal is like 300k but more blocks are probably going to come up potentially blocking you from receiving that so it's just always a continual process for sure it definitely is I love that you support women in um, entrepreneurship and working on their businesses so what really inspired you to kind of stick with that niche so really it was just my own personal experience and my own journey you know I everyone needs help with money, right? But someone who is responsible for creating their own income Mm -hmm. is in a much dire situation to change their relationship with money than someone who lives paycheck to paycheck from a nine to five. You know, it, it is essential, I believe, to change our relationship regardless, because even if you work a nine to five, it'll show up in your spending habits. It'll show up in your retirement account. How you feel about money is going to manifest. But when you're an entrepreneur, you are responsible for your own income. And if you want to create impact, then you have to be comfortable with making more income because those two things go hand in hand. You know, the more income you create, the more impact you're going to have. And Mm -hmm. that's why I really stuck with it is because I noticed I had the dream of being an entrepreneur, you know, as, as many different things as I tried and failed and just kept going and didn't really know why. Like, I just knew that this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to create my own business. And I knew that there was a level of support that other women must be missing out on as well Mm -hmm. when they're looking for um, how to grow their income and how to create a sustainable business. I knew that there was that gap between what we're told and what we actually face. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm in those trenches right now myself. I mean, I used to have a full-time pharmacist job, so Mm -hmm. I had that dependable paycheck. Um, So now when you're in the entrepreneurial space, you know, my husband and I are talking about, do we want a second child or not? But then a lot of things come up. Well, I'm not getting paid maternity leave. Um, We technically don't have insurance right now. So, so so many things come up when you do make that shift 
to working for yourself. And, and even if you do have a good month in your business, that's no guarantee that the next month or the month after that will be. So it really is so important to do that inner work. And I think it will bring up things that aren't even directly related to money. Um, I know for myself and then some other pharmacist entrepreneurs that I've um, been in programs with, a lot of like self-worth comes up too. And that's absolutely kind of its own little bubble. It is outside of money, but it can affect, you know, how you show up in your business. Yeah, that comes up a lot around money, the worthiness aspect, because a lot of people don't even realize that even though they're complaining about their current situation, you know, not having enough money or living paycheck to paycheck, they don't really realize that they don't feel worthy of more money, even Mm -hmm. though they say they're uncomfortable where they're at. That's Mm -hmm. where their subconscious is comfortable, you know, and when we become an entrepreneur, it really like forces all of these things out of us because your business kind of becomes really your intellectual property. And Mm -hmm. so as you're selling yourself and becoming visible and selling your services, all these different things come up that force us really to work on ourselves and to work on inner healing. So it's only natural that if you're trying to make money, then you need to heal around money, right? So I totally understand, you know, being in the trenches, being a new entrepreneur and and having all these things bubble up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing that I've seen too, since um, a lot of the women in the entrepreneur space, I work alongside our pharmacist, we have this thought in our mind, well, you know, we were getting paid X amount hourly Mm -hmm. and this amount per year. So that's, I've noticed a pattern and myself included, that's like the max that our mind goes to is, oh, well, this is my goal to make this, but, um, a coach, I just set at that financial thermostat. That's what I call that. Yeah. Where you're set at a comfortable level and you can't really, because you haven't experienced it, you can't really fathom anything above that. Yeah. But once you start to get close, I meet a lot of entrepreneurs that when they start to replace their income from their nine to five, that's as far as they go Mm -hmm. because that's where they're comfortable. And they're like, how do I get past this Mm-hmm. level. You know, they start to self-sabotage and procrastinate and get unmotivated and all these things when they start to hit that certain level. Yeah. For me, it really came down to um, exploring the true value that my clients are getting and not putting like an hourly rate. On Absolutely. That. Um, and there's a book and I'm trying so hard to remember the name it's like the upper limit theory by Gary Hendricks, but that's basically what he talks about is, is the, the thermostat that you have right. is we all get to this point and we will self-sabotage and that can even manifest as like a sickness or something. Absolutely. But that can mean that like you are on like a breakthrough or the, like the precipice of going yes. on to the next Yes. You're right at the edge where you are about to hit that next level. And your subconscious is like, oh no, we have to keep you safe. You know, so it throws everything at you. 
to try to keep you where you're at. Mm-hmm. And that's how, you know, you're, you're almost there. Yeah. So you were in the financial space, but now that we've kind of really divulged a lot of this together, really a lot of this is a lot of healing work too. So is that something that has come naturally? You already knew about it or did that come from your own like healing journey around money? So a little bit of both. A little bit of both. I have definitely been on my own inner healing journey, you know, for a few years, especially ever since I had my first daughter who is now three. And a lot of it came from just interest. When I was younger, like one of my very first, you know, ways that I imagined myself for a career was I was going to be a psychologist. I was going to be a psychiatrist. So getting into this really like deep thought work and being an empath, it does really just come natural to me to just try to dig into people's stories and find connections. And that really like lights me up to be able to find connections that you're missing. Because a lot of times when you're so close to a feeling or a situation, you can't really observe it. Mm -hmm. You can't really see. And so you need that outside eye just to come in and kind of connect the dots for you. And so that's definitely my favorite part about transitioning from more of like a systematic approach to money to more of an internal approach to money. Mm -hmm. And I definitely just have to highlight how you mentioned that a lot of this happened after you had your first daughter. Oh, yeah. Because I would say that that is really when a lot of things started changing for myself as well is um, kind of alongside that, that whole journey into motherhood, which is really what this podcast is all about. So that's, that's really beautiful that having your first child really kind of catapulted you into where you are today. Into entrepreneurship as a whole, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we have these dreams as we're young and we think we can do anything. And then as we get older, it's like every year that goes by your light just gets dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And then when I had my daughter, I was like, you know what, how am I going to tell her that she can do and be anything? If I don't believe that about myself, Mm -hmm. if I don't follow my dreams and my passion and try to create what I want to create, then how can I expect her to do the same thing? And she was really like, she was my catalyst for like entrepreneurship and inner healing. Like I just completely changed as a person. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) No, me, me, me too. And, and I speak to that a lot in terms of fertility journeys for the women that I help get pregnant because that journey is like the catalyst for deep inner healing. And I truly believe that if you are open to it and receptive and you embrace it, it will bring you to your, like your destined path of what you're meant to do. So I love that you um, brought that up and, and shared that story. It's so inspiring. And how, how do you think that this will affect how you um, raise your children in terms of having a healthy relationship with money, but then also really just overall 
healing work too. Mm -hmm. And just the way they, they speak to themselves and present themselves and, and feel about certain different things. Right. It has definitely changed my outlook on parenting. That's for sure. Because before I got pregnant, you know, it was kind of a surprise kind of deal. I was not prepared for it. Um, but I did not give, I always thought that I would be a good mom, but I never gave a lot of thought to how I would do it. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, as I go through things on my own and I divulge patterns and paradigms that have stuck with me since my own childhood, I kind of make a mental note. I'm like, okay, I don't want my girls to feel this way. So how can I go about, you know, imprinting these different beliefs on them? So I think it's really, it's almost become like a little experiment, you know, like completely changing the generational paradigm and the way that my family parents and the way that we believe and the way that we act, it has really been eye-opening to all the little things that people do as parents that they don't think is having an effect. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you say these things or you say, you say, be careful. You say, don't do that. You say all of these little things that you don't realize is, you know, breaking the trust between your kids and themselves or mm-hmm. causing them to seek validation for your approval. You don't realize all these things until you go on your own journey and realize wow, this is because of how I was raised. And it really, I say that all the time, it's the childhood. If anyone is ever stuck on anything, my first recommendation is look at your childhood because mm-hmm. it all connects, you know, and it's it's really doing inner work with other people and facilitating them on that on that healing has really open my eyes to how I was raised as well and, and to the little things like that. Yeah. And that work that you're doing for women is going to show up in so many other areas than just their money. Yes. So many areas. So it's truly amazing and a gift what you're helping women do and your daughters are so lucky to have you and, and be able to instill all those, you know, beliefs and, and shifting, you know, patterns from what we experienced growing up. So that's, it's really, really beautiful. And I love that you're doing that. Thank you. So you did mention you have a freebie for the audience. Would you mind I telling do. us a little I bit do. about that? So the freebie that I have is a three-day mini course that basically is like a crash course in how you can begin the process of healing your relationship with money. We go over how to communicate about money, how to up-level your circle so that you are not, you know, reinstilling these same beliefs over and over. Um, And then how important it is to treat your money with gratitude and respect. So that is available at PeytonMoran.com slash BreakUpWithBroke. That is the the name of the mini course, Breakup With Broke. And, you know, it's really not long. It's over the course of three days. You'll get emails. You'll get modules. You'll get action steps. So um, I'll make sure to send that over to you so it gets in the show notes as well. I love that name. That's great. <laughs> it's all great. about changing that toxic relationship that we have with money. Absolutely. 
So where can the audience learn more about you or connect with you? And I do just want to ask as a side note too, is that course just for women entrepreneurs or is that for all women, no matter if they work for themselves or not? Yeah, pretty much it's it's for anyone in general. Um, my message is generally geared towards women who are in business for themselves, trying to create their own income, trying to break pla- break past an income plateau, um, mm-hmm. tongue twister there, but really anyone can access it and re- anyone can benefit from it because it's all about shifting those language aspects, those things that we say over and over again that we don't really realize. So anyone can benefit from that course. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. And where can they connect with you if anyone um, is feeling drawn to working with you or learning more? I know I'm a part of your Facebook group. Yes, Yes, I am always active in the FEM Collective. So that stands for Female Entrepreneurs Manifesting Money. And then I'm also on Instagram, Peyton Morin underscore Money Coach. So I'm pretty much on all of the platforms, but I'm really most active in my private community group and on Instagram. And then, of course, I have a podcast coming out as well, which is really exciting. So, yes, yes. Thank you for bringing that up and remind us the name of your podcast and where they can tune in. So I am on Apple and Spotify, as well as, you know, the podcast being hosted on my own website. It's called Wired for Wealth. So it's all about these kind of conversations, conscious conversations about money that lead us on that journey of inner healing around money trauma and really just creating the life that we desire through our business. Um, And I'll be launching that in January. Like I said, Spotify and Apple is where most people find it. Wired for Wealth, that is also an amazing name. So you have a I love the word. alliterations if you can't <laughs> Yes. Well, if you can think of it in a good one, they they really do work well. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing your brilliance with us today, Peyton. I think it's such a fascinating area to be in and something that's sorely needed. And you're just making such a difference in these women's lives and not just on money, like overall, so many different areas of their lives. So thank you for tuning in today. Make sure you follow and leave a rating so we can connect with more mamas and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rising into Mindful Motherhood podcast. If this episode resonated with you or gave you an aha moment, stop what you're doing right now and write a review. This simple act of kindness helps me get this podcast out to connect with as many women as I possibly can. I also have a special offer. If you send me a screenshot of your review, I will take $250 off one of my premium coaching containers. Let me know what resonated with you the most and why. So connect with me in my free Facebook community or tag me on Instagram. You'll find both listed below. Thanks again from the bottom of my heart for tuning into this episode and I'll see you next time.